need to be very, very careful for phishing attempts right now because people are vulnerable. People are scared. If somebody sends a, a phishing attempt and you click on that link, it could compromise not only you know your system but perhaps your corporate system. Welcome to Stratfor's Pen and Sword Podcast. I'm Fred Burton. Right about today, many Americans who used to be going to the office will be working from home. And if they're not on spring break, like kids in Texas, children will be remote schooling. Juggling work and managing school from home will be tough, no doubt. But it could also be dangerous if you're not cyber prepared. That's where Stratfor can help. I'm joined by Scott Stewart, Stratfor's VP of Tactical Analysis and an in-house expert on raising awareness of known and unknown cyber threats for American workers. Welcome, Scott. Thanks, Fred. It's great to be here. There are a million items we could cover today, but let's stick to the top three or four. What would you say is the number one most important security measure for at-home workers? Well, I think obviously number one is just awareness. Awareness that there is a threat. Awareness that, you know, working remotely uh, is a threat not only to your personal information, but also to proprietary information from your company. I believe that the most important thing is really just awareness. Awareness not only that your own information is at risk, but also that valuable proprietary company information can be risk when you at risk when you work remotely. Scott, when you consider all the ways that our work can be infiltrated or derailed, what would you say is the biggest red flag? What should people be looking for? Probably the greatest threat is uh, going to be from public Wi-Fi, uh, you know, Wi-Fi that, that you don't own or control. Uh, during this time, people are going to be, uh, you know, working from, uh, you know, libraries or perhaps coffee shops, maybe even in their, their own homes and connecting to somebody else's network that they don't own. And that poses a very grave risk. Scott, when you look at this just from the psychology of uh, so many people working online, do you see a vulnerability here with nation state actors taking advantage of this period to just target Americans? Well, I, I think that basically every actor is going to understand that this is a valuable time uh, to target Americans. And certainly if you work uh, for a company that is of interest to nation state actors or perhaps even non-nation state actors, you know, we, we've seen, uh, you know, non-nation state actors such as Hamas and Hezbollah even, you know, being fairly active in the intelligence realm or, you know, hacktivists and others, uh, even cyber criminals. So uh, you really need to be aware of those threats uh, that, that come from all these different actors. But would you not say that companies that are in the uh, military support space perhaps would have a little higher vulnerability or perhaps not? Well, probably uh, those sorts of companies are already, you know, more hardened and perhaps even have more experience working remotely than, than, say, some of the others. But certainly those are a focus of interest for these foreign intelligence actors. Uh, and, and certainly there's going to be concern over uh, attacks against you know, critical infrastructure as well. And, and whether that is kind of what we saw with the attack against uh, the National Institute of Health uh, it looks to be maybe perhaps a, a DDoS that was slowing their system down yeah. um, or whether it's other infrastructure that the electrical grid, hospitals, emergency services, 911 services. Those are all potential targets for adversaries of one stripe or another. 
And I know we're in an unprecedented or uncharted territory here. I mean, we have seen these kinds of blips uh, over time on a very short basis, but uh, with pretty much most of the world now remote in, in some capacity, it's really putting us in a space that we've not been before. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, not everybody has had a contingency plan for this. We know of companies out there that simply don't have the capacity for all of their employees to connect to the, the you know, the company system using VPN. So things like that, uh, you know, have a tendency to increase the vulnerability. And a lot of the employees don't even have VPN, say, on their systems to use to connect to the company. And when you think, too, there's the other tools like we use all the time internally to communicate with our staff from, uh, you know, the likes of Zoom and others just to stay informed. Yeah, and, and that's also perhaps another choke point. It's going to be very interesting to watch and see if those kind of tools, you know, your Skypes, the Zooms, the go-to meetings, if they're going to have the capacity to handle, you know, th this increased demand during this, you know, very, very peak time. We'll return to the conversation on home security in a moment, but first I wanted to talk to you about what we do here at Stratfor. Our mission is to provide intelligence so that people like you and me can plan ahead of the news curve. We work daily to avoid reacting to events by keeping an eye on what's around the corner and how today's events can affect tomorrow's world. We call this geopolitical intelligence and analysis, essential geopolitics and we'd like to make Stratfor your daily essential reading. Every day we share important information on topics from the coronavirus to the latest oil price war and provide specifics on how and why every global story is and should be treated as a local concern. You want to stay safe and prepared in our unprecedented times. Stratfor can help. Subscribe today. For a special rate, go to stratfor.com slash subscribe. Thanks. When you fast forward a bit, and no doubt as our nation and our world uh, gets through these problems, uh, Scott, and looking back, what do you think are going to be some of the lessons learned coming out of this? I, I was doing a podcast yesterday over the weekend, and you know, one of the things that I thought about on this would be kind of public safety ramification to first responders and so forth. But as you look at this from an internet perspective or in the cyber realm, what do you think we're going to take away from these kinds of pushes for everybody to be remote and dialing in? Well, I think in some some ways, perhaps one of the, one of the most significant things is going to be just that it's going to reemphasize the importance of contingency planning. Those companies that had contingency plans in place for this sort of event are in much better shape today. Than companies that did not. I mean, uh, you know, quite frankly, we've done very well at Stratfor today, uh, you know, with our operations remotely, with being able to hold our meetings and stuff because we had those plans in place. However, I, I think it's also important to point out that, you know, not every contingency plan is going to be perfect. And so there's always a necessity to be flexible and to learn from mistakes of, of your plan. So, you know, during this time, I think it's important for people to, to, you know, take careful notes, what worked and what didn't, how can we better uh, perform the next event like this? And it doesn't have to be a pandemic. You know, it can be a tsunami. It can be an earthquake, uh, you know, massive wildfire, some other disruption that causes company personnel to disperse and, and work remotely. 
So I, I really think that this could be an important learning lesson for companies as we go forward. Yeah, and that's a very good point, Scott, because um, you know we're well versed in operating in our virtual environment here at Stratfor. Uh, but I wonder how many companies, especially those uh, that that don't or didn't have a contingency plan in place, was pulling something off the shelf and running around trying to figure out how am I going to conduct my meetings. Yeah, it's always better to have a plan that you can adjust than to try to make up a plan on the fly. Right. And, and unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there right now that are just trying to you know fly by the seat of their pants. And, and there again, that, that's when you become vulnerable to mistakes that, that can really compromise your security. Is there any closing comments uh, you would like to remind people about? Yeah, several things. Now, number one is is we need to be very, very careful for phishing attempts right now because people are vulnerable. People are scared. And so if if somebody sends a, a phishing attempt that claims to have information from the government or perhaps uh, relevant to a school district that your child may be in, something like that, and, and you click on that link or click on that attachment, it could compromise not only you know your system, but perhaps your corporate system. Uh, secondly, I think it's very important during this time when people are remote to watch uh, really for that business email compromise, uh, what in the past we've talked about as CEO scams or, or president scams. Basically, a, an email that's coming in from a company official, uh, you know, saying uh, authorizing some sort of a, you know, a wire transfer or a financial transfer. And quite frankly, during this time, we're going to see some unusual financial transactions as companies scramble. You know, they may be having to buy VPN access or buy, uh, you know, uh, healthcare type things or, you know, something that they ordinarily wouldn't buy. And, and that will have to be authorized. And so because of, of those irregularities, I think we're going to see a, a, a big spike in that sort of business email compromise scams. So people need to be very, very aware of that and just really confirm things before going ahead and pushing the button on, on those wire transfers. Uh, thirdly, you just need to be very uh, you know, skeptical of the disinformation and misinformation that is being propagated. I mean, even you know, overnight uh, – the 15th into the 16th of March, was text being sent around to people claiming that President Trump had invoked the Stafford Act and was basically closing down the United States. Uh, that was false, but it created a lot of panic. And we had a number of clients reach out to us asking us if it was true or not. Uh, it is not true at this point, but, but this kind of disinformation and misinformation does cause a lot of confusion and panic. Scott, thanks for those helpful tips. Uh, it's great being with you, Fred. Thanks. To learn more about staying safe online and in life, visit Stratfor Worldview. We are offering a special rate during the coronavirus period. Visit stratfor.com slash subscribe. Thanks. Thanks.